from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to The Superiority Complex, everybody. Your new favorite podcast. Back with another huge show. Giant show. Actually, we're, we're, we're down a couple people this week. Uh, I just realized we will be carrying a, a complement of seven cast members when we are at full strength. Yeah. It's a lot. Were you laughing at full Anita? Yeah. Don't you like to say strength? We got here. Anita, you don't say strength. Do you say strength or strength? I don't strength. know. This the not strength. The term just is weird. Strength. It, it's I like to say certain. <laughs> I like to say library. Going down the library. Ugh. Is like, it library or Peschetti? I like to say Warsh. Uh, Warsh is, is it, okay. Is it sandwich or sandwich? It's. Uh, uh, is it what? Sandwich. Sandwich or sandwich? I, I can't even bother to be to say sandwich. I say Sammy. Oh, a little Sammy? I'm not you're going to make a horrible sexist joke about somebody being in the kitchen, so I'm glad. Why don't, you, why don't you call it a Sandy, and then you can think of John every time you make a, I'm going to make me a Sandy. Mm. Yep. A little ham Sandy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's a good sandwich name. A ham <laughs> Sandy. <laughs> Sounds dirty. Yeah. Like it, it does sound dirty. Have yeah, John giving you the old hand sandy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How about You'd that? be honored. You'd be honored. <laughs> oh, you should be. Oh, you should be so lucky. <laughs> okay, what come on. What would come on your sandwich? Wow, that's a oh, that's no. an odd way to phrase oh. it. <laughs> um, you, can you put that another way, Anita? <laughs> you know what I mean. What, what, oh, by the way, okay, so what would compose your sandwich? sandwich? A, a ham you sandy? You sandwich. A ham sandy go. would be obviously bits of ham. Uh, we're going to have to go bacon. Bits uh, this, of ham? Bits of ham. Sliced ham? Sliced uh, ba- this is a This is a ham sandy. This is it, named after John Sandy, right? Okay, so ham, yeah. bacon, mm-hmm. pork chili, belly. pork belly. <laughs> You got to no, be a pork belly sandwich. Chili. Like the chili you gotta do, and you got to do it served with chicharron because you got to do like all the parts of the pig, right? Yeah, chili. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then a side of pickled pig's feet. No, that's too much. You stop. You lost me. You lost me. We're done. I call that a I call that a stroke sandwich. <laughs> hey, again, another <laughs> that one's gonna have lots of mayonnaise on it. A one stroke, two stroke. What are we talking about? Now, now, Anita's gone. Can you rephrase that, please? <laughs> mayonnaise or Miracle Whip? I love mayonnaise. 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 Ugh, Miracle Ugh, Whip. Is miracle definitely. Whip. Uh, gross. First of all, it's Ugh. first of all, it's mayonnaise. <laughs> I'm kidding. You gotta say it like Lewis Gossett. Mayonnaise. Uh it's I'm gonna thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna mispronounce everything today. Um okay. yeah, that ham sandy is gonna be it's gonna be on a on a on some kind of and it's also on like a it can't be on a bread. It's gotta be it's on, on some kind of roll <laughs> or a baguette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> baguette. A bolillo. Yeah. As long as <laughs> As long as it's got hot mustard on it, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Ch- yeah. hot mustard, so hot chili, mustard. bacon. Yeah, 
Bacon. I love it. Bacon. Little, and, and then in the in on top, you sprinkle, you kind of you you serve it in like a French roll, but you eat it sideways like a hot dog. And you sprinkle <laughs> sprinkle so it's an open face sandwich. Yeah, you sprinkle chicharrones on the actual yeah. chili. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it's refried chicharrones with bacon bits fried at the same oh. time. And it's fried <laughs> in bacon grease. And a side of baked beans. Side of side of baked beans. With bacon bits in the baked beans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Double down on the bacon. And then you get an EKG on the side. Mm-hmm. Yep. Would you like an EKG with that? Would you yeah. like some- it's your uh, ham sandwich cardio. with your pork and beans. Yeah, please, if you guys have an idea for, for, a, for a ham sandy. Oh, you could do if it. Someone it, orders that? No, uh-huh. that, you're going to need a paramedic on standby. Okay, right. so please send us your ideas, but the real request we have is please make this sandwich and send us a picture <laughs> of you eating well it. And, <laughs> and send us a sandwich of your hospital bed. <laughs> yeah. You thumbs up in a hospital bed holding the sandwich. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, today... Mail those, sandwich, mail those sandwiches to P.O. Box. Yeah. <laughs> quick, uh, quick programming note. We're down a couple of people. Justine had to work today, and uh, Calais is not feeling well. I feel like the score. Uh, I feel like the score I, of Air Force One probably made her sick. It just made it jump up like probably six or seven points. <laughs> the musical, the musical score, I, or her score. I forgot how bad this this musical score was for this movie, but we're going to talk about well, that. that. Was terrible. It was. It was awful. I expect better of Wolfgang Peterson. <laughs> who did the music? I didn't check. Uh, Jake, mm-hmm. or Jake, can you check out who did the music? For I, got, I got it up. Oh, uh, Patrick's, uh, oh, Patrick's got uh, it up. It was Jerry Goldsmith and Joel McNeely. Oh, Jerry Gold, huh? Jerry Gold, he's done Jerry some good Goldsmith, stuff. Uh, he did Rambo, Star Trek, Come on. Picture, the Chinatown, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Um, the omen you know it's not a bad score it was just used inappropriately and there's no subtlety to it it's all this really bombastic everything's super heroic there's no let's be fair this movie is not subtle no not at all it was also composed by joel mcneely um with such movie hits as tinkerbell that's what i said you listen to me the fairy tinkerbell and the lost Iron Will. Do I just want to be you, Patrick? No, I want it to be. Yeah, I just want he to say it. To be Let you. me say it. Okay. To be like the Patrick. Tinkerbell. <laughs> he's, he's, become, he's, he's done a shit ton of movies. Who's he's that? Done all of the Tinker Tinkerbell movies. Oh, not that why did, guy. Why did it take two people? Why did it take two people to do this score? Because <laughs> Jerry Goldsmith probably wrote like the main theme, and then the other he's guy did all the incidental music. That happens he's sometimes. Like, I'm out, probably. I'll tell you what, he's though. Like, yeah, Jerry Goldsmith is he's like one of the he's up there with uh, John Williams as far as uh, yeah. uh, being a uh, prolific. Prolific. Uh, he wrote probably uh, John's favorite theme of all time. What is that? It's Star Trek: uh, The Next Generation. Oh, ba 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 ba. You were going. Nah, That's nah, how it is in the motion picture. That's how it, it does. That's how they do it in the motion picture. Did you not see everything in the motion picture? Star Trek motion is slow. Everything is slow mm. and drawn out. Where's the mm. excitement, Mario? Where's the where's the it, bomb? Back? It's in Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Is where uh, and that who did is. that soundtrack? That is the great James Horner. There you go. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they get Alexander Courage? <laughs> Was he dead? Why didn't they just get him back? Me, 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 me,
fun fun fact. Uh, when I was in high school, I was on the speech and debate team because I was a nerd. And uh, you were a master debater, huh? And uh, I was. And uh, the year that uh, I, I, we the, the the team went to nationals, like three years in a not national state three years in a row. And uh, I actually qualified to go the first year. Was left off the team. Uh, was mm. qualified to go the second time. Left off the team. Uh, there were two. The, the, the main coach. I was not in his classroom. I was in, in. It was in the. I was in the assistant coach's class, so I never got picked. I was not on the. I was not one of the. the I was not one of the uh, the apples of the eye. Uh, Plus, your debates are probably a little bit too controversial. No, I didn't. I did not do debate public. except for a thing called spar, which was called spontaneous argumentation. Uh, my boy Hiddish had the greatest interaction in that. I'll tell that story one day. But anyway, uh, I made it to. They, they finally put me on the team the third year, and guess where it was? Guess where we? The, the year before they had traveled, I believe, to San Diego, and the year before that was Sacramento. Guess where we went? The year I went to state. You're close. We went to L.A. City College. So um, we're in LA City College, uh, and uh, we're all there's like a big, you know, it's like the Commons. You know, it would be like the, the rec center or the, or the student center for the school. And uh, there's a piano in there, and of course, because there's a piano, just like there is anywhere there in public, someone always thinks, "Hey, it's a good idea for me to play the piano, right?" So this kid from some other high school gets up and he starts playing the Star Trek Next Generation theme, but that's all he's got is dun 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 dun. dun. And he would just start over, dun, na 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 and he would just keep adding chords and taking chords away for about an hour, and it was the most annoying thing I've ever heard in my life, and everybody hated this kid, uh, but he just wouldn't stop, and uh, that's my story, and so that is always stuck in my brain is, na 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 He might have had the, he may have had the na 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 but it was just like, stop it, we get it, you can play the piano. It's like chopsticks, it's like he's playing chopsticks. Somebody should have done the, you know, the, the, the uh, Three Stooges move, like slamming the, uh, <laughs> slamming the door on the keys on his fingers. You know, <laughs> that kid's probably like a CEO of something now. Hmm. Or he's playing for the, for the Los Angeles Philharmonic or something. Maybe <laughs> he was in the wrong, he was in the wrong business because he was on the, he was on the speech team for, whatever high school it was. If you have any questions about uh, forensics, not the uh, CSI kind, but the uh, mm-hmm. speech and debate kind, uh, I'll be happy to answer any of those. I see. Mm-hmm. I went in with uh, I went in under a thing called the OPP, Original Prose and Poetry. So uh, you know, guess what? You know, later on we would all say, "Are you down with OPP?" And then I would show people my trophy. Uh, <laughs> humble break. All right, guys. That's, that's funny. Let's talk about it. Let's. Who watched the Mandalorian last week? I did. I am not caught up with this week's episode. No, I haven't watched that yet. It's going to drop Wednesday, so we're just going to be a week behind. So we're going to be talking about the season opener. John, did you watch it yet? I didn't, but I watched um, History of the World Part 2. Anybody watch that? Uh, John, <laughs> I want to ask you to do uh, do me a small favor, and we're going to stick to topic, okay? So uh, when I oh, ask really? you, <laughs> when I ask you, has anyone else watched anything interesting, that's when you pipe up with the oh hey i watched history of the world part two yeah well i'm i'm doing it like a conversation like real people talking to each other well i'm doing it like a show where there's topics and then we move forward so (laughs) ah i see you know if i'm yelling one getting in trouble you know if i'm yelling at john the rest of you better just be in line someone didn't get no i'm just kidding we'll talk we will talk about that john because i i heard terrible things about it and i want to know what you you thought 
<laughs> I need something that because Mario has to work on Wednesdays now. He gets. Crazy. I need something that 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 rhymes with nap, but it hasn't happened yet. Okay, so we're going to talk about the Mando, then we're going to talk about Last of Us, and then we'll get to uh, new business. But keep it, put a peg in the John because I do want to ask you. I was, I knew you. I know you were going to be interested in it, and um, um, uh, I but I heard terrible things. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had I kind of had my reservations about how funny a ninety six year old man could be about uh, different things. Mm-hmm. But what have you loved it? So that's what we're going to ask you. <laughs> okay, Mandalorian. Let's talk about it real quick. Uh, what did everybody think? Didn't like, watch it. It was a table setter. <laughs> it was a table setter. <laughs> we're setting things up for the we're setting things up for the next season. Yeah, and it kind of felt like that. I I don't. I heard some things that I don't like. So apparently, a couple of things we learned uh, recently. Uh, John Favreau said that the time the child or Grogu spent with Luke was apparently two years. Okay, and the show did a horrible job of showing that because it felt like a week. Um, the first episode was it was okay. I think. It's it was light, um, and that's okay for an intro. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, there were some cute moments. Uh, uh, Grogu manhandling a small child and hugging them was adorable. That was cute. Uh, yeah, it was. It, there, it was cute. It was fun. Um, I think they don't really have a good idea of where they're going at this. That point. worries me. This this episode yeah. really feels like Phase Four of Marvel. Like yeah. end game is already done because his yeah. main quest, it was all about getting that, that baby, right? We got the baby. We got, yeah. And so now it feels like that that's baby. done. And so is it just going to be now episodes where he's wandering around every, every episode and that's good because the whole quest for him to, 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 to purify himself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka, that just to me is just like, Oh really? That's going to be our, that's our season thing. That seems like we I, could do that in an episode. I think what they're going to be doing is I think I, I haven't watched the next episode, so I can't tell you anything. But from the first episode, I think they're going to spend a lot of time with the reclamation of Mandalore. I think that this arc is going to be him rebuilding and is, reunifying Mandalorian society. Is that enough to keep me interested? It's well, That's true. I mean, it's a good question. As far as the books go um, and like the comics, that's probably one of the more interesting Lower backgrounds, but for the show, I don't know. It's so. not. It's no cute baby Yoda, is what it is. We need a baby. No, we need a no, hook. It, it's not the Disney money maker. Uh, Justine even said it when she uh, watched uh, the show. She was like, uh, just before she watched the show, she had mentioned that she was getting kind of tired of seeing you know Grogu everywhere, and she was kind of getting burned out on baby Yoda. And then she saw him, and she's like, "Nope, he won me back." Oh. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I I don't I don't know. I'm I I enjoy the show. I enjoy the visuals. I love being in the Star Wars universe, and I like that it's something different and not connected as much. That part I enjoy. I'll tell you what 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 makes it difficult is if you've watched Andor, and yeah. you're like, oh, they've really upped the stakes for Star Wars, and then it's back to, hey, there's a cute puppet, there's a cute baby yeah. puppet. It's like, oh, we you know, oh, but we're back know, to this. All, um, I think there's room for different approaches. I know people that loved uh, Obi-Wan but hated Andor. I guess they're probably doing the smart thing by having different tones 
and different uh, approaches. Oh, maybe all these shows. Because if you had it all kind of doing the same thing, you'd get bored, you know. Cover 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 all the bases is what you're saying, John. Yeah, some are a little more action packed. Some are more for kids. Some are more for adults. It's probably smart that they kind of spread the the approaches around. Right, Anita. What did you think, my man? Um, your man thought that it was okay. I'm trusting the process. I was not left with a lot of excitement, but they haven't disappointed me so far. So, and it's only episode one. Now let's tell real quick, Anita. It was still better than all of Boba Fett. I didn't think Boba Fett was that bad. Patrick's so happy with himself. Well, you have to watch Book of Boba mm-hmm. Fett if you're going to watch season three of Mandalorian yeah. because but they did just anybody like it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Too. There were it wasn't, it wasn't like, amazing. Like, oh, my God, best show ever. But it was good. It was fun. It was better than uh, what was the other one? I, don't, I think it was. I, I don't know, man. I feel like Obi-Wan is probably the weakest and then Boba Fett and then Mandalorian and then. And or oh, you thought Obi Wan is the weakest? I think so. It looked like a TV I, show. It looked like a I TV think show. The only reason for me, at least, that Boba Fett outshines Obi Wan is because of the Mandalorian parts. Right. If you have just Boba Fett, the, if you take Boba Fett as the standalone for Boba Fett, right. it's not good. But that whole Luke Skywalker scene made that uh, worth it. Yeah. So that elevates it. Uh, but I will tell you. Um, I don't know. Obi-Wan to me just felt like a TV. It, it looked it was weird to see Vader on such a small scale and it kind of just to me I think it it really did Vader a disservice. I was but, okay with it. But I want to tell everybody Anita actually did not watch any Star Wars movie until she heard about it on the podcast. Is that right Anita? I mean she had heard about it obviously, but then she started watching yeah. it. Yeah. And now she's all caught no, up. Raul, let me borrow the box set. That's right. And- which was super nice because he did not know me that well to let me borrow it. Dang, that so... has changed that's what happens when you're charming, Anita. <laughs> Hell yeah. I was like, wow, really? Because mm-hmm. I don't let anyone borrow my box set. So hey. that meant a lot. But <laughs> uh, yeah, and I enjoyed them. Some of them. Which is your favorite of all Star Wars things? Like, what is your favorite episode, movie? Like, what is your favorite thing? Um... A New Hope is probably my favorite. I like that. Like, in general, of all things, Ewoks are just adorable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, originally supposed to be Wookiees, Anita. Originally supposed to be Wookiees, but they didn't have the budget for it. They were supposed to go to the Wookiee planet. I love it. So instead of seven foot costumes, they've now got three yeah, foot but- costumes. <laughs> yeah, they, but they've got a lot more of them. <laughs> it would have been like five Wookiees. We either we can either, either ten Wookiees or two hundred Ewoks. Which one do you want? You can almost see the the costuming person saying, "I could cut this into threes, and you've now got more creatures rocking around." Right, <laughs> right. And Lucas, just the, uh, the 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 dollar signs in his eyes. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, we'll wait and see, uh, you know, part of the appeal of Mandalore, uh, of the Mandalorian is, uh, just Pedro Pascal's performance in a mask somehow still emotes better than a lot of other people. And the side characters are fun. The side characters are fun in, uh, in Mandalorian. I like the, the, the cast of characters they have, you know, the, you know, 
And it was great to see Carl Weathers again, uh, you know, doing kind of a Lando Calrissian thing. And then uh, you saw the little guys from, uh, they brought the little guys in from Rise of Skywalker, the little mini dudes. I don't know what they're called. Mini dudes. They were cool. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I didn't hate it. I didn't, it just didn't blow me away. I think it says a lot about me as a as a as a person how I've jaded I've become because when you were a kid when I was a kid the idea of Boba Fett finding a dinosaur would have been like something I would have just been like yes this is going to be the greatest thing of all time and then it popped up and I was just like yawn CGI you know I was just like oh great yeah they can't kill this thing pew 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 I thought they would have had a better strategy than just pew pew it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, joke's on you. <laughs> it did, uh, did give an, it did give, uh, the Mandalorian a nice entrance. How many of you thought that was the Mandalorian as a kid getting the Oh, me. I thought that was oh, in the me. past for sure. I thought it was a flashback too. Right. I didn't want to tell you guys because I didn't want to sense no. it. No. I was saying, Pedro, I was like, are we seeing like origin stories? Right. Because like, that would have made the whole season like tease his origin story out a little bit, a little bit at a time. Yeah. yeah. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I need that though. Yeah, that 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 episode was like it was a solid like six. That episode, I would have given it like a six. Yeah, wasn't great. I, I'm curious to see what happens. Like, I I want to see what direction they're going into. Um, if it's really just focused on like the episodic portion of it, and it's just like, hey, every episode's a little bit different. I'm okay with that. Yeah, too. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. Do like it's, a, it's yeah. something different for them. So right. Uh, you know, yeah, I wouldn't mind like a a few mini arcs during the season where he like, you know, he goes to one planet for like two or three episodes and deals with whatever Mm -hmm. and then goes to the next planet, you know, and then boom, 10 episodes, whatever, you know? And so uh, that would, I wouldn't mind that at all, but, uh, we'll see how it goes. This could be the greatest season ever, but, uh, yeah, yeah. who knows? knows? Um, it was, it was a table setter and that's always hard to, you know, like it's just getting everyone ready for what's to come next, you know, getting everybody caught up who hasn't been watching it and then moving forward, you know? So, uh, those, those episodes happen in TV sometimes, but, um, the, I, I loved, I did love the, the fact that the, you, it was, he was so obviously a puppet when he popped up in the bubble and he's just like, boop. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, that's, I love that they just use a puppet. I love it. I love that. I, I like that they explained like how Mando sleeps in the ship. Yes. He wanted to go see bees. He saw the so space. Cute. He saw the space. Uh, that was from um, that was from so Clone cool. Wars, right? Uh, those space Clone whales. Wars? I don't remember. I think they're there's one where they they like live in the hyperspace or whatever. I, I remember them from uh, Solo. Oh, is that what it was from? Uh, well, that's what I'm. I'm sure they were in Clone Wars, but I remember them. That hmm. I remember them from the the hyperspace jump. Oh. My favorite episode uh, arc of Clone Wars was when they they basically fought Godzilla, and they even called it the Zilla Monster. It was great. Uh, okay, John, please yes. tell us about History of the World Part Two. Uh, oh well, I just watched like the first, I guess, three episodes, uh, which is I guess it's on Hulu now. So um, yeah, I've been reading about it. Mel Brooks's uh, involvement is sort of minimal. He's he's a uh, He's producing and he's narrating, but I don't think he's doing much else. He, oh. uh, he's not he's not listed amongst the writers, but 
they all seem to be big fans. And so it's written very much in his style. So he's introducing each episode. You know, he's like 97 or something. Right. You know? So he's basically, you know, he's sitting, you know, he's dressed up. He's sitting at a piano, I think, in his in his house. And he introduces each episode and he does the narration. And it's structured sort of like the history of the world part one, where they're just doing random moments in America, you know, in world history. But there's a lot of other people connected to this. Uh, Wanda Sykes and uh, what's his name? Nick Kroll. Yes. And a bunch of, you know, the writers, there's about 15 writers on this thing. And it's obvious that they're all big Mel Brooks fans. So it does have that tone. But I, I don't know that this is as much a creature of Mel Brooks as, as the movie, you know, where he had a full hand in. But he's producing, so I'm sure he had an opinion on everything they did. I'm sure he was, you know, saying yes or no to pretty much every decision. Was it funny, so, though? It's hit and miss. It's, sometimes it's very funny, and sometimes it just lands with a thud. But, you know, you could say that about a lot of Mel Brooks movies. Sure. Uh, with, the, with the exception of Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein, a lot of his movies are hit and miss especially history, history of the world part one when that movie came out people weren't particularly crazy about it because compared to recent movies it wasn't one of his better ones but now that 40 years have passed it's looking pretty good <laughs> you watch it now it's pretty funny now that you've seen dracula it, dead and loving it it uh, exactly really... not only that but nobody else is doing movies like that they'd like to but nobody's really pulling off a movie like that so you know it's kind of like monty python's meaning of life you know, I don't think it was anybody's favorite when it came out, but 40 years later, you're like, wow, I wish we could get another one of these, you know? Right. So anyway, I've only seen the first three episodes, real hit and miss, but the stuff that's funny is really funny. So uh, if you're a Mel Brooks fan, it's worth checking Any out. Any standout performances, not, you know. John? What's that? Any standout performances from... from, uh, from yeah, the, uh, what are the great... Uh, well, what's really great, I'm not sure who's doing... Uh, I'm not sure who's playing him, but... Uh, they're doing a couple continuing stories from episode to episode. They're doing one with Ulysses S. Grant and Lincoln. And that's one that is uh, sort of like they, they kind of cover that in every episode that those are really funny. I'm not sure who's playing Ulysses S. Grant. I thought it was Seth Rogen. I think it's somebody else. Uh, that's really funny stuff. Also, they're doing um, a continuing story of, uh, of Jesus uh, and it's, uh, I don't know who's playing him, but it's Jesus as a black man, basically. And what you're going to find out is that they decided at some point, okay, from now on, all paintings and statues of Jesus, we're going to make him a white guy. But what you're seeing in this is that the original Jesus walking around is, is black. So that's a great episode. He would have at least been brown if we're if we're being if we're being real. He would have sure. at least brown at the very least. like hair. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> you have uh, like hair. Yeah, that's a good question. I think he's wearing like a like a hood or something, um, mm. like a hoodie or something. Uh, I know it's really funny because they're shooting those like it's an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and uh, the guy that plays um, uh, Smooth, uh, what's his name? Oh, um, uh, uh, he's uh, Peter Parker's science teacher. Um, um, yeah, God, I can't. Uh, so he's. I can't he's think of his name. The, uh, he's playing one of the apostles, and uh, I'm trying to think. I think it's Nick Kroll playing. Uh, playing Judas. Oh. And um, anyway, I wish I would have gotten the names down. There's such a large cast. I wish I'd, I should have sort of. If only there was a way someone could look them up. Yeah. Yeah. If only. Stary, but, uh, he said staring really at the, staring at the letter P on his screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh no, um, I, I, I focus on the movies, not that. <laughs> and then there's another one that takes place uh, during the uh, Russian Revolution, which has got Danny DeVito and uh, and a bunch of other. Uh, again, I should have been writing down the names, but Danny DeVito's in that one. So some of these are like one shots, and some of them are like continuing. You know, from episode to episode, okay. they're, they're going to kind of stick with it. Does yeah. it feel like drunk history? Yes, that's what I was thinking. I thought this is now, you know, and of course, drunk history owns a debt to the history of the world part one, the movie. Uh, but as I'm watching this, I'm going, this is a lot like drunk history. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We're st- it's okay. We're still friends. And what was the Nick Kroll show? There was one, what was it called? Like Kroll, uh, Kroll TV or Kroll Vision or something. Yes. He had a show. Some, yeah. And so it's got, a lot of this has got his stamp on it too. Okay. So if you like Mel Brooks, it's worth checking out, but it is, it is wildly hit and miss. I found myself laughing uproariously. And then some of those sketches just like, just, <laughs> just laid there and died, you know? All right. Well, that's, you know, that's comedy, right? Right. Especially sketch comedy. It's like Saturday Night Live. People forget there was, even during the golden era, there was always sketches that just <laughs> failed miserably, you know? Right. You tend to re- think of the first five seasons as being the golden age, but it was hit and miss from the get go. <laughs> from the beginning, it was hit and miss. You know, it's always the last thirty so, minutes are terrible. That's where all the bad yeah. uh, sketches go. The last thirty of minutes time. of Saturday Night yeah. Live. Yeah, Anita's not impressed with the last thirty minutes of Saturday Night Live. I don't. I've never like watched Saturday Night Live ever. <laughs> Sorry. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, God, it's been on 50 years. I mean, you know, (laughs) the thing about Saturday Night Live, the thing that has been the best thing for them is that now you just get on YouTube and watch the best sketches. It's it's the best thing, you know, because when they put it all on videotape and DVD, they sort of pruned away the sketches that weren't funny. Now you can just look up any, you know, if you're looking for a certain sketch, you can just watch it as a standalone. So that's, you know, that's, you can even do that from the pre, you know, the show that ran last night, you know, sure. you just go, okay, I'm just going to watch the cream of the crop. Whatever they're posting is probably the best sketches. You know? Right. Right. Um, guys, did anybody watch, uh, last of us? Mm-mm. Absolutely. Anita. First of all, Anita, you are broadcasting. Tell us where you're broadcasting from. I'm from. The O-H-I-O. This is, you are actually in the headquarters of <laughs> the Home Video Hustle podcast. You are in, you are, you are there. You're in the, the, the nerve center. I'm yeah. Absorbing the ambiance. How does it feel? It's cold. <laughs> is it cold? Do you love it's it? Cold. It's cold. It's actually not, it's, it's not any colder than it has been in California for the past two weeks. So keep, keep talking uh, yourself into it, girl. Go ahead. Keep talking yourself. <laughs> no, <that's not> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Idea. But it's cool. I went to we went to Cincinnati on Sunday. The Natty. I met um Steve and Izzy. Oh, you met him in person? No. Mm-hmm. Did you tell him I said hello? We went and had babies. Um I did not. I mean sorry. Um they're very nice. Has he taken you to a Wendy's yet? I still, despite <laughs> me coming out here like four times already, I still have not been to Wendy's. It's okay. I don't Nor should you. I really, I, <laughs> exactly. 
You're too good for Wendy's. Because it doesn't taste like In and Out. That's Mm-mm. exactly why I have it. Then. I know what Brent would say is, I Brent would say probably. I never said it was my favorite. I just said that's what In and Out tastes like to me is Wendy's. You know? Oh my god! Never fresh, never frozen. You are, but you're, is it, you're having fun out there. Yeah, I'm done. I'm working the whole time. When, it, when you heading, when you coming back? No, uh, I don't know. I'm filling it out. I want when some, she wants whoa, what does that mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Last of Us can, can wait. What does that mean? Time. You're we feeling it out. Them. What? I mean, no, I I'm feeling it out. Thank you. Thank you for paying attention to me, Patrick. What did you yeah, say, Patrick? I wasn't paying attention to you. She, yeah, I know. Huh? She's just you know, it's called getting time. used to it. <laughs> no, I bought a one-way ticket. I'm probably going to stay for like a month or so. Is that what people do now? Yeah, I work from home. Why wouldn't I? Yeah, she can book wherever she wants. Can I tell you about my flight getting here, though? No. It was a disaster. What did I just say? It was a disaster. What happened? Tell us about it. I in Atlanta for three hours. Jesus. Um, I had to stand in line for about an hour and a half of that because everyone else's flights were canceled for absolutely no reason. There was no bad weather. Nothing. It was. How did you end up in Atlanta? People. That was my layover. Fly direct. They don't have a lot of direct flights out here. Not on Delta. Who Delta? Why'd you fly Delta? Because I always fly Delta. You need to switch it up. Friendly skies. Up until now, I love Delta. Now I'm questioning everything. You know they're the worst. They have the worst reputation. Is that right? They do not. They're like the number one airline. No, they have the worst reputation. No, it's Delta. Never heard that before. Listen, you listen. Listen. There's a reason I'm a host of this show. I know everything. (laughs) Because you know about you know about the airlines. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Until I got this sweet. So what happens? You lay over. First of all, if I'm stuck anywhere in the South, I'm panicking. That's just me. I was freaking out. Yeah, I'm panicking. (laughs) And this is the one time I never usually check a bag. This is the one time I checked a bag and I was just going to get on a different flight with Southwest because they had a flight that I could get on from Atlanta that left like an hour after I got dumped there. And I was like, oh, perfect. I'll just buy another ticket and get on this flight. No problem. But I couldn't get my luggage. So I had to wait in the line. I got there we got at the airport at like four in the morning, but the customer service doesn't open till six. So it was me and like 40 other people. There are people sleeping on the floor in the airport. Oh boy. So they take, they are like, this is all we have. So I have to take now three, I had to take three different one hour flights to get here. Oh my gosh. I got on another plane, got another hour layover in North Carolina, got on another plane for an hour and a half, had another hour layover in New York, got back on the plane, had another hour layover in New York, and then made it to Ohio. Wow. So you had to fly to the East Coast and then back to Ohio. (laughs) I literally went in the biggest circle ever just to get here. Oh, my gosh. So ridiculous. No wonder you're staying a month. You're like, forget it. (laughs) I'm traumatized. Yeah, you're, you're like, like I'm not. I'm not like, going. I'm not coming out here just to stay for a day or two. I'm gonna stay. I'm stay here as long as I can now. Get your you money. Drive, you, you, you should yeah. uh, drive back <laughs> or take the train or something. Be more peaceful, John, than flying. To be honest, yeah. There's something going on with just flying in general these days. It just seems like. 
they don't know what the hell's going on. Computers go down and, you know, things get grounded for no reason. It's just crazy. Man, I'm glad you're okay. But you're enjoying it. You're having a good time. Brent is showing you a lovely time. Took you to the Natty. You met Stephen Izzy from, uh, Stephen Izzy, if you don't know, are from the uh, Everything I Learned from Movies podcast. Been on their show three times. Never met him in person. Anita goes out there. All of a sudden, they're best friends. Yeah, so that's great. Um well, yeah. Hop on a plane, Mario. Yeah, no way. Why? Okay. I'll end up in. Or I'll end up in. Or I'll end up in hop Florida. <laughs> you wind up in Cuba. Yeah, I don't know. I took a plane. I was an hour in Cuba. I was an hour in Florida. I was uh, an hour in. Japan. I'll end. Yeah, I'll end up in in Florida with just my my IQ dropping immediately when I step off the plane. Just... And then the SS greets you at the top of the right. ramp. There. Papers, please. Your papers. I'm just here to go to Disney World. All right. Hands up against the wall. <laughs> yeah. You're off from California. I love when I this see is that. Now, this is where woke goes to die. <laughs> I just want one person to define. <laughs> I just want one conservative to define woke for me. What What is the actual definition? Not your interpretation. What does it mean? There go. They go. Oh. What does it mean to be woke? What is wokeness? Oh. What is the you condition know, of being be woke? The changes in the world. How dare you? Being aware of the injustices against people is basically, you know, another well, definition. You think they, if they knew the definition, you think they give a shit? You know, it's it's like, just, it's no. like, it's like, it's like political correctness. It's just a shorthand for them to some, for something right. to get mad about. That's right. It's a way for them to, uh, hey, we're going to own the libs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they'll die in ignorance uh, rather than uh, learn anything well, or have yeah. sympathy for anybody. But that's the way they want it. God bless them. And the, the you know, hey. ignorance is bliss. It is. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Last of Us was a great episode. <laughs> hey, that's pretty smooth. Oh, nice, yeah. Tight 90 minutes, good. right? What? Nice, tight 90 minutes. Oh yeah, I've got a clock here, Jake. Don't worry. You 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 run. You just sit there quietly like you have been, and uh, you let Daddy run the show, okay? And when I need you, I'll call on you. That was for Brent. When I had testosterone, that was for Brent. This call. Brent loves those. Brent loves those moments when I yell at the staff. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I like testosterone. Uh, all these alpha males. And, I have, oh, God. I, that's another thing. People calling themselves <laughs> alpha males. <laughs> I've yeah, never. That's a, the alpha. The sigma. I've never sigma met. Sigma male. The, the, this, this podcast is full of beta males. That's all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a whole thing <laughs> of beta males. <laughs> we're all just beta males. You know, we're, with our board games. Wait, we got to talk about the last of us. And our really dungeon. Talk about it. You yes, wanted to talk about your flight, oh girl. You, God. you are, you are, you are reaping no, what you, you sown because you're the one that asked that the question. Ohio. I yeah, and then I said, and then yeah, you want to talk about your flights. And I, you said, "Do you want? Do you want? Can we talk about it?" And I said, "No." And you just kept going. You Anyways, let me run this show. You you fit so, in. You fit in nicely <laughs> around here. Uh, yeah, Last of Us. Rank it. Go. What did you think of that episode? Nine. It was so good. It was so good. The, I loved every second of it. When Ellie was, can I spoiler? Well, you yeah you could you can hint. You can hint. Okay. At the very end, when she got out and she was like, 
hurting the guy. I don't even remember anything. It was so uncomfortable. And I was like, are they going to make this stop? Like, this needs mm-hmm. to end. This is going on way too long. Right. But it was so good that I I loved it. And it was, like, madly uncomfortable the whole time. Right. And then when Joel found her and she, like, saved herself, basically, and he, like, hugged her and called her baby girl, I literally wanted to cry so bad. That was a, that was a great thing about this episode. She did not need... I mean, Joel helped, obviously, because he took out some of the... But it was really all her, and she saved herself. She saved herself. It was so powerful. Yeah. This is what a good one, man. Is he doesn't, she doesn't need him anymore. That's not true. She uh, can save herself. No, I think I think it's in, in any situation, you know, the more capable people you have, obviously, your chances of survival are better, but... It oh, proved yeah. to her that she knows that, that she can do it on her own if she needs to. <laughs> I don't think she and wants the relationship to. gives them both something to fight for. Right. Yeah. Otherwise they don't have anything. Right. So it's just like they're fighting to get back to each other, which is making them stronger. Right. There's a lot of emotions. This is a very emotional uh, episode. Yes, very uncomfortable. Uh the the villain was uh was great as far as oh, being my God. creepy. Horrifying. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then yeah, it all comes out at the end, and it's all you know. It, and that you know that scene, Anita, you're talking about, that's straight out of the game. You watched it though. You watched the? Did you watch the? I haven't seen that part of the game, but someone posted a clip online. It's, yeah, it's 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 yeah. very close to the actual right. shot of the game. Right. Yeah, it was a good one, man. Emotional, Jake. Were you okay? Yeah. Oh my God, it's so great. Just um, just to see the desperation in Ellie and her, like, just pure survival instincts was was pretty awesome. Yeah, and she's got, uh, you know, I mean, you know, she did some, she, did, she was a badass in this one. Mm-hmm. If for a while you're thinking Joel's kind of a badass and then, you know, next thing you know, Ellie's breaking people's fingers and you're like, holy crap, you know? Oh. My God, just yet when she's backed up against a wall, she still fights back. Yeah. Oh right, she never gave up. Mm-hmm. Nope. Oh, uh, you saw and you saw Troy Baker, right? You know Troy Baker. Yeah, he's Boy, the voice of uh, he's the voice of Joel in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Played a part. Played a part in this episode. Oh, uh, Patrick, you did, did a good job. Patrick, are you not great. watching? Uh, no. Why, man? So you just um, so you're actively choosing not to participate in the podcast. Jake, you, you're trying to redeem yourself from being a smartass earlier and getting in trouble. And I appreciate the effort. No, I'm just, However, I'm just fanning the flame. Uh, we have talked about this before. I'm going to wait until it's done to watch it so I can just watch it all at once and not have to wait each week. Let uh, me tell you something, uh, Patrick. We, we had this conversation you. and I agreed with you, but I'm now every show I watch is like a week delay. So now I'm just back to watching it that way again. So, but yeah, I no, I like your I'm style. Not into, I'm not giving into corporate America. Okay. Good for you, man. <laughs> I Fight agree the power. With you guys, though. I love binging, so it is hard to tune in. Every, every show week. I've watched in the last on this show, they the make it so that it's easy to tune in every week. Right. Like they make yeah. you want to come back. A lot of shows don't do that anymore. So well, one of the things oh. I've found with shows like this, right? In watching them back to back continuously and binging the whole thing, you get a much deeper emotional connection to what's going on because you're living it as it's happening versus having to sit with it for a week and wait and wait and wait. Well, I could tell you, uh, Patrick, as two people who are 
raised on having to wait a week for the next episode. I think <laughs> that has more to do with the quality of television now than it yeah. did back in the old days, because back in the old days, mm. when we had to wait for the next episode of, you know, the $6 million man or whatever. It's because it, they were making it. it. And it's also, it wasn't a continuous story. You were just yeah. tuning in for the next adventure. And I think mm -hmm. yeah. now everything is much more story driven. There are arcs, you know, one of the first shows that ever was, that ever did that was the X-Files, but it wasn't a continuous arc. There was an arc that overran the whole season, but then sometimes you'd get like a monster of the week episode. But that mm -hmm. was one of the first shows I really remember that had one long story twin, every season. Uh, twin Twin Peaks too, right? Because Twin Twin Peaks kind of played out like a soap opera, almost like, right? You know, like yeah. Soaps were the only ones doing that. Soaps were the only yeah. ones doing that. So you had like Dallas and uh, Knott's Landing and all that. But Twin Peaks is the one I remember people like making. It was like appointment television. You you know everybody was like, okay, we'll meet at this guy's house. We'll watch it. You know, it was kind of like a thing. You know, kind of like a social thing. Everybody like gather around and watch it, and then talk about it after the show. Yeah, because they were constantly confused after every freaking episode. Right, exactly. Like, God, like, what do you, what do you think's going on? What do you think's going on with the log lady? What do you think that's all about? That lady walking around with a log. Yeah. Uh, what'd you give the last episode, uh, Jake? A last oh, us. Yeah, a nine. It's fantastic. Uh, give it a nine. Uh, Very emotionally charged. Really great. Yeah, good. It's a nine. Solid. For it's a nine for me as well. Anita gave it a nine already. Yeah, if you're not watching it, you it's watch it. I think so. This week coming up is the season finale. Mm -hmm. and, oh, look uh, at that! I have to wait one more week and I can watch it all together. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, and we'll, we'll be waiting your review. We'll be awaiting your review. Patrick, you can have it all. Yeah, see, look at that. You can have it. I all. win. All right, we're gonna take I a am. quick break, and when we come back, uh, we are gonna talk about Air Force One, uh, one of the, the greatest scores of all time. Uh, we'll be back mm -hmm. after these messages. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Superiority Complex, everybody. Your new favorite podcast. What a great break we got to go into. We saw it with our own eyes. Every time you listen to Home Video Hustle and Brent says, I got that upstairs, we just saw the upstairs. We saw the movie collection. Not unlike the my vault. board game collection. The vault. We saw the, the vault. vault. I had a similar size collection before I got rid of all my DVD packaging, which would kill Brent. Yeah. You, you, gave, you gave me probably about 100 <laughs> DVD box sets. So. Don't tell people that, John. Is that uh, is there something un something wrong with that? I don't like people knowing what I have. <laughs> <laughs> or 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 in this case, what you don't have. No. I don't. Yeah, I don't like people. Yeah, you know, don't uh, don't let don't don't give it away. Don't give away the secrets, man. Uh, secret? Yeah, that is a secret. It's a top secret. That's no military secret. Hitler is a stinker. That's no military secret. Yeah, yeah everybody, everybody knows, knows that. that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, how yeah, you doing? I love that. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? 
I love that. That's like a history lesson. Looney Tunes history lesson. It's like, wow, there's Herman Goring. There's Joseph Goebbels. Right. Like, and they're all wow. green. They're all green. You skipped, That's you skipped right. like eight whole bars, Mario. <sighs> I know. I, I had to wrap it up. I had to wrap it up. Oh. <laughs> Those are the best. Mm-hmm. Oh, da, wow. Da, 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 da. Has Pentatonics done a cover of the uh, of the Looney Tunes? I hope mm-hmm. not. Probably. Do 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 and I'm me loading a revolver. I'm loving it as while that's happening. everything. and then and then you got Judge Doom going merry go round broke down. Quite a loony selection for a bunch of drunken reprobates. Mm-hmm. That's right, Judge Doom. I love it. Merry go round broke down. Uh, which which one did you like better, John? Did you like? Yeah, did you like that one or did you like the? Yeah, what's We roll along. Yeah, it's two different songs. Merrily we roll along, and merry go round broke down. I guess it's the same difference for me. Whoa! Now who covered that? Jimmy Lunsford covered one of those, right? You gave me a record once. I know I shouldn't tell people. Oh, the merry the merry go round broke down. Yeah, was that Jimmy Lunsford? Yeah, please don't mention uh, my musical tastes on the show also. Please don't mention the Jimmy Lunsford. <laughs> don't tell people where I work. Don't tell people where I live. Don't yeah, tell yeah. don't tell them anything. <laughs> He's okay. a big fan of Toto, folks. Oh, the and worst. Course, <laughs> the worst. Wouldn't that be funny if somebody saw Mario at a Pentatonics uh, concert? You, went, people have hey. seen me there. I was at the hey. L.A. County Fair when they were playing, and I what? could not figure out what it was. Everybody was running. Wow. Oh, Pentatonics is there. And I'm like, what the hell is Pentatonics? Yeah. Pentatonix sounds like really something. Gigs anywhere else? So. Pentatonix either sounds like some kind of uh, exercise program that that moms get into, like stay-at-home moms. Ooh. Oh, I'm in the I'm I'm, I'm in, really into Pentatonix, or it sounds like some medicine that like uh, cleans out your system. Oh, you got to take Pentatonix mm-hmm. and it'll flush out the. You'll get rid of sloppy right. joes you ate in the sixth grade. You know what I mean? You'll That's what like, it sounds like. You'll have, like Jim, you'll have Joe Namath going, you know what I do every night? I take a bottle of pentatonics. And boy, does it. And I understand me. it's a musical term. I understand that. But it just doesn't. <laughs> I, I get it. I know. Jake's all. You it's, know it's a musical term, right? Yeah. It has something to do with scales or something. I don't. I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. care. Acapella <laughs> music needs to not be. Exist. <laughs> Well, here's Unless the wonderful thing about music: if you don't like it, don't listen to exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, but I have, but I have a podcast where people bring it up all the time. You're, you actually you. bring it up more than anyone else. On I this do. Show I really do. By a, uh, by a county mile. I do. <laughs> the one who hates it the most. Like, you know, this of course, you because I hate it. Of course, I'm going to bring it up all no the time. No one talks about it. We don't you. talk about the things we love on the show. We talk about the things we hate. Hate Next is what drives us. I've never us. even said pentatonics on the show. You say pentatonics on the I show. I said it like twice on the show. <laughs> no, but every once in a while he'll do he'll do one of his songs in pentatonic style, and I know what he's doing. I know what he's that's, doing. That's just so, me. That's not so you, even the pentatonic. So you, so you shoot him a glance, and you go, "I know what you're doing." I know what you're doing. And then Jake's all what? And you're like, "I know what you're doing. It's not funny. I know what you're doing." <laughs> Jake, what's your favorite song to sing in the shower? For realsies. For realsies? Yeah, you get the acoustics in there, hot water's going, your throat's nice and and, and relaxed and ready. And uh, mm-hmm. what do what you uh, what are you singing in there? Um a little nightingale sang in Barclay Square. Oh, that certain night. Wow. That, well, you're really you're That's really, heavy. Where did you mm-hmm. first hear that song? 
Uh, I sang in the choir. Did you really? Yeah, we sang. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, like a jazz uh, arrangement. Uh, did you love acapella. it? It was really. It was a pain in the ass. But it was you great. are the Andy Bernard of this podcast. I just realized it. You are the Andy Bernard. Thank you. Who's Andy Bernard? Okay. Let's. Okay. So we had. We watched. Uh, you know. Listen. We have an internet. Okay. Daddy's not here to answer questions for you anymore. Okay. <laughs> you have to be like you know, Ellie and do this on your you own. Know, you I, just took more time than it would have taken to tell me who Andy Bernard is. <laughs> uh, Andy Bernard is played by uh, Ed Helms. He was one of the best characters on The Office until they oh. decided to make oh. The Office all about him after um, after Michael Scott left. Oh, he's a great guy. ensemble character, not a not a not a lead, not, not a, a lead. Not no, a lead. he's not. No, no. He, you it's know. funny. I always think of him in terms of The Hangover. Whenever I yes. think of that, I always think of The Hangover right. with the missing tooth, right? The the tooth that fell out. He's so good in that. He's yeah. so good. Uh, Ed Helms was great. He was also great on uh, The Daily Show. Right. He was on there. He was Got great. all those people that started on right. The Daily Show. Right. Yeah. Um, Anita, do you do you not watch The Office? I do. I don't remember. I just don't remember people's names. I think. It's, so Brent comes home from work today. You're like, "Who are you?" I'm like, "Who, who are you?" Who? who? Yeah, I don't even call him Brent. I call him Brenton. So why do you call him that? My own name for him. <laughs> oh. oh, I think that would be, qualify as a uh, as a pet name, right? <laughs> well, I would. Well, you know, Brenton Wood. I mean, that's East LA's hero. So you start singing, you know, songs. Jake could, you, Jake could sing some Brenton Wood songs to him. Like Oogum Boogum? Yeah, he could sing like the Oogum Boogum song or Yeah, because I know I know who Brenton Wood is. You should. You know Brenton Wood. If I played some Brenton Wood, you would know it. Oogum, boogum, 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 boogum now, baby. Yeah. Or me and you. You know what that was one. the other big hit. What's the other really, really big hit? Oh uh Besides I think Boogum. you got your fools mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Brenton Wood. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You don't know Brenton Wood. Google him. You'll love him. Boogum, boogum, boogum. That is a great yep. song. Sure. You don't know that song. That is like uh, that is like nostalgia in a in a in a in a, in a, in a can. And he's huge in L.A. You know, right. That's the thing. They say his biggest following was like Los Angeles. You know, right. kind of like Morrissey. It's right. Like, you know, it's like it's like. It's like his entire audience. We, got, we used to sell. We couldn't keep that in stock. Brenton Wood's greatest hits. When I worked at the record store, we couldn't keep that in stock. There's people coming in every day for that. There you go. And you, just, you go, wow, this is weird. He had three hits. And like every day someone's walking in. Mm-hmm. For that. I'll catch you on the rebound, John. That's a great yeah. one. That's a good one. And he's still, I think he's still alive, right? I believe so. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Patrick, sure. how's that pizza? Delicious. I knew you. I knew Patrick was so quiet for so long. I was like, nope. I went to grab my food while you guys were talking about Brenton Wood See? and Pentatonics because I'm like, I don't need to be in this conversation. How much do you love pent- Pentatonics? Uh, uh, I don't uh, at all. I find them irritating like nails on the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a fan of uh, acapella groups. That's why, that's probably a reason. And that bleeds over into when you hate like doo wop. Yeah, you hate, like, doo-wop stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Yeah, that half of that American Graffiti soundtrack is, like, the platters and the flamingos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and the penguins. And I don't and want to set the world on fire. That I'll listen to. That doesn't bother me. But for some reason, anytime I have to hear a do 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 and people start harmonizing, I'm I don't know. There's accompaniment and there's also like amazing production. Like the flamingos and the platters, it sounds like it's coming from another planet. Sure. It's 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 otherworldly, it's ethereal, you know. Uh, something going on there. Patrick, let me ask you a question. This is really gonna be the test of our friendship. How do you feel about the song Under the Boardwalk by the Drifters? I'm okay with it. Okay, good. <laughs> Under the boardwalk, boardwalk. It's a Patrick, good one. Uh, I gotta know. Um, what's your opinion of Wolfman Jack? I don't know. <laughs> Well, you know, that was so disinterested. He was so, he could not have been less interested. I know he's all, I don't care. I know I don't care. (laughs) Well, you saw American Graffiti. (laughs) Jack of all trades. That was wall to wall Wolfman Jack. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) He's all, I love it. Patrick's all, whatever. I'm fine. (laughs) Uh, All right. He's the Wolfman. Speaking of Wolfmen, this looks like it could have been a comic drawn by Marv Wolfman. I'm talking, of course, about Air Force One. That was the worst segue. Was great segue. Con- considering cute. he's not a he's a writer, not an artist. That was a <laughs> that was a nice that was a hail mary pass. Right? <laughs> that was a hail mary pass into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Into the crowd. A cheerleader yeah, caught that. Mm-hmm. Air Force One, Harrison Ford. Let's talk about it. Patrick, tell us about it. Air Force between One. Bite, between Bites. Released <laughs> July, 20, uh, July 25th, 1997. Directed by Wolfgang Peterson. 6.5 on IMDb. 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. With a whopping budget of $85 million. Gross worldwide what? Uh, Jake, what do you, what, what's your guess? I'm going to say 220, 220 million. Anita? Um, I'm really mad at this. Uh, I'll say 350. 350. Uh, John? Yeah, I think this was a big, big hit. So I'll say, um, I'll say 250. I'm going to say, I don't think it made 350, but I, I hate to do this to Anita. I'm going to go 30. <laughs> I'm going to go, th- I'll go 302. Just not to be a jerk, a complete jerk. And, uh, to be a jerk, $315.2 million. Yes! Oh this was a massive success. This movie screams America in every single direction. <laughs> and there's no way the Boy, U.S. Howdy. did not love this. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. We're going we're gonna to break this down later. Uh, I really want to know what, what, what party you think uh, Jack Marshall belongs to. Uh, I, I I want you to because they never mention what party he is. Right, right. I mean, this and is that was smart. Obviously, obviously, this is this guy's a GOP wet dream, right? Just running around <laughs> taking out terrorists. Vietnam med vet, you know, like. But at the same time, he's there. he's pushing for accountability and doing the right thing. So there's no way he's. Uh, <laughs> Green Green there's no way, no way he's a Republican. There's no way. We find out how he feels about taxes. There's no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we know. I don't. All right. So who had not seen Air Force One? I had not seen it. You had never seen this, John? 
I, can you believe that? I think it's the only Harrison Ford movie I hadn't seen. Mario, I think you and I were the only ones who had seen this. Before. Oh, we, we love it. We love. It. <laughs> had Justine seen it before? I don't think she's seen it before. No. Anita, you had never I seen this. Where do you where do you fall in the Harrison Ford? Where do you fall in the Harrison Ford uh, camp? Do you love him? Do you not like him? Do you not care? What's your? Uh... He's okay. He's very him, and he always feels like him in anything that right. he plays. Yeah, it's always Harrison Ford. So even as yeah. the president. <laughs> yeah, like, even oh, as the president. Oh. Hey, Indiana Jones is the president. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what, right. What I thought. No. Right. It, yeah. he, he's got a persona, and it's hard for him to kind of break that. Break that because you're always like, "Hey, yeah. it's Harrison Ford." You have to expect yeah. Chewie to be walking around the corner to be his co-pilot. You know. Right. Uh, and I they think don't advertise for president. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I think what happens That's here nice. is, uh, a, to a lesser degree, what happens here is what happened in the Fugitive, where you have Gary Oldman really doing a lot of the. You know uh, the scenery chewing, and so he kind of, <laughs> you know, you kind of, right, right. You know, it's right. it's very easy for Harrison. You know, he's charming, but he underplays a lot of stuff. So it's very easy for him to be uh, mm-hmm. outshone by a lot of uh, other actors. But I think he chooses to play things that way. He always yeah, goes under he's stoic, right? Yeah, he goes under. He's he's not quite like a Clint Eastwood laconic, but he's close. He's close where you know. But, uh, all right, uh, Jake, you had never seen it either. John had never nope. seen it. Me and Patrick, of course, were ready to drop tens on this thing, except for the score, because, you know, right, right, Patrick? Oh, just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, my favorite shot in this whole movie. Uh, first of all, this is pre-CGI is still a new thing, and they decided to go with the old school um you know, just sort of green screen stuff. Uh, so the CGI in this is terrible. CGI in this yeah. is terrible. Uh, oh my God. The last scene with the, the plane scene of the plane crash. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Horror, horrible. I got, I got Absolutely. news for you. It looked terrible in the theaters in 1997. We were like, what <laughs> was that? I was going to, I was going to ask you. Yeah. How did it look uh, back when you saw it the first time? Uh, some of the scenes like, you know, where they're, when they're refilling the tanker and all that stuff, that was all fine, you know. It's it's funny they shot it at night, obviously to hide some of that stuff. But my favorite shot yeah. in the whole movie, can anybody guess what it is? Can anybody guess uh, what it is? I mean, for me, it's the plain one where he, Gary Oldman's hanging out the back. The that back is a good one. That, no, that is a good one. But this this to me yeah. is just my favorite thing about this whole movie because it's so silly. It just oh, makes the, me a uh, zip line. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the zipline was ridiculous. Uh, the the, the zipline. John and I are used to this because we watch stuff like Airport seventy five. So I was, uh, Mario, <laughs> I was I was thinking Airport seventy five the whole time they're doing it. Right. I'm going. Wow. Didn't they? Tra- it didn't work in Airport seventy five. How's it going to work now? You got five people. You got to send. Out. Right. Was it the Daffy Duck moment where the Rogue's uh, Secret Service agent is standing in the doorway of the plane going? <laughs> <laughs> You're close. It's the it's the money shot of the fax lady in her parachute oh, yeah. with like a huge smile yeah. on her face, just going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is my absolute yeah. favorite shot. First off, don't discredit her effort. No, she first of all, awesome. she had an awesome idea. First of all, she had a great idea. She had a great idea. She did it. And how often? Okay, she's the. She ch- saved all those people. On the she plane. did. And she's the chubby lady. How often is that just like played for like comic relief? 
And I was oh, like, absolutely. this lady's a badass. She's like the she is the hero of the whole thing because yeah. otherwise new postmaster general. And she's the yeah, new postmaster general. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh she, that was my favorite. I love that. Just because I love that lady, they could not have picked a more likable face. So you're just like, mm-hmm. God, please don't die. Like you're just like the whole time <laughs> he's got her by the hand and he gives the guy the machine gun. You're like, take the gun with you. This lady must be protected <laughs> at all costs. All right. Yeah. That is my favorite shot. Okay, let's start with Jake. Jake, yeah. walk us through Air Force One. Jesus Christ. I'm going to do the score while you do it. <laughs> so, I don't even know where to begin. Um, Harrison Ford, there. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. It was like. Uh, I need to pull up the synopsis. Hold on. I watched it. You didn't watch it. Me, but you didn't watch I it. Did. <laughs> you didn't I watch did. it. This is, this is where I did. This he is did where Mori does, it. It. does this thing with his eyes. He goes, You did watch it, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the last person to sacrifice himself to save the president, Jake? Who was it? Uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's the bad guy. <laughs> no, not <laughs> Gary Oldman. Who's <laughs> I Mario, how do you do this? I don't know. I get up every morning and I pray. Name, I don't remember the actor. I'm terrible at actors. Okay, special forces come in and try to, to and kidnap or um, captures Radic, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's the the played by uh, guy. played by uh, what's his name? Jurgen Prock Now is that who it is? Yeah. yeah. And then um, Harrison Ford does this whole speech about how we they came in too late. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so they're flying. They're flying back from the conference and then it gets hijacked by terrorists. And it's like, you need to you need to release Radic. And then Harrison Ford turns into I was a mil- I was a military man, so he tries takes it upon himself to save everyone in the plane. It's like we need to eject the fuel. <laughs> need to eject. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm getting two things from this. One, yeah, Jake didn't it. get the premise of the movie. Two, didn't, didn't watch it. Terrorists about terrorists. My God, about terrorists in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's how we mm-hmm. deal with terrorists. Yeah, we don't. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Mm-mm. Jake's review is going like the end of the plane at the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just bouncing along. I thought it was. I thought it was all right. Okay. Jake standing in there going. Yeah! Harrison Ford. He had his moments. So it was fun to watch him just fucking beat up terrorists. And right. Had his little moment where he had his hands behind his back and that whole, you know, where he cut open his restraints and stuff. Right, and right, that right. Was a cool part, but it's just, it's just okay. At the end of the day, it was Harrison Ford being Harrison Ford, and we've seen Harrison Ford do that a million times. Right, but it's Harrison Ford, so I'll watch it. <laughs> but it is that uh, being said, it is Harrison because <laughs> I'd rather watch Harrison Ford do this than 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 like Steven Seagal or you know somebody terrible, you know. Yeah, and that last plane crash scene was just absolutely horrendous. That's a zero. That's one of the things that's going to knock the score down, by the way, because uh, I hadn't seen this in a long time, and I forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that is one of the things that's going to, you know, come on, Wolfgang. I expect better. Mm-hmm. And what a, I, great, what a great villain, too. Right. Just, 
did yeah. not care. He's like, he, he, you know what? He made threats and he followed through on those threats. Said, I'm going to kill somebody. What's taking too long? Shoot another guy. Nope. You guys are taking too long. Shoot another guy. What's crazy is we've become Zero so education. divided. We've become so divided in our modern politics, right? That the president says we have to support Ukraine. So now all these other people are like, no, we're not going to support Ukraine because this president from this party says that we must support Ukraine. So we're just not going to do it because politics, right? So now you have an entire half of the country. You have one political party that would be rooting for Gary Oldman in this movie if this yeah. movie took place now because, <laughs> because <laughs> that's how crazy that's how crazy, but it's sad. That's how crazy, like back in those days we're like, dude, this guy wants to bring back the Soviet Union, right? Of course he's a bad guy. He must be, yeah, Harrison Ford, punch him in the face. No question. Right, no question, right? Now people would be like, oh, wait a minute. He, uh, Oh, is he? Is this guy anti-Ukraine? They would stop and ask, "Is Gary Oldman anti-Ukraine?" Because then I think, then I think he he might be a viable villain. I think I think I might want to agree with him. That is, could you ever could you ever imagine the Republicans cutting somebody like Putin any slack? Right. <laughs> as yeah. long as it gets them back in the White House, they don't give a shit. It's like they're like, hey, he's not so bad, you know? Why, why are we giving all that money to Ukraine for? You know? Yeah, you're it's right. insane. Rooting for Putin. It's yeah, insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Anita can't do a movie like this anymore. (laughs) Right. You can't. People would be like, oh, he should have never, you know, it'd be, you know, the country would be divided. That's fucked up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Poor Gary Oldman. (laughs) William H. Macy. That was the guy. I couldn't. I know. I saw the face. I didn't. I switched. I switched names. It was a guy from Fargo. He gave himself up. Yeah. Uh, That's the name. Yeah. Uh, I've never been good with it. Never been good with acronyms. It's time for you to get off this plane, Mr. President. No, no. Nope, I'm gonna keep going. Mm. Now let me tell you, this it was just um Gary Oldman. Fantastic. He did great. He took that bullet like a champ, you know? You did. You loved him. Mm. What a horrible scene for him to die to just get shoved out of the plane. Yeah. And neck snapped by the belt. Ooh. That's the way to do it. That's the way we do it in America. So, mm. Terrorists be warned. All right, Anita, you had never seen this sucker. What did you think? Overall, I actually did not hate it. And I honestly was going in thinking that I would not like this. Right. I think someone else should have played the president, but I just had no emotional connection to him surviving. I was more concerned about the hostages and the other characters in the movie because I liked them more. I liked the daughter and the wife and... um, Guy Jake confused William, whatever his name was. Like I love those characters. I love oh the vice president. She was awesome. Yeah. Yes. Also, vice president in '97. That was a woman. Mm-hmm. Right. Was cool. A capable like, woman. Okay. A capable woman. Yeah. Right. Um. But honestly, I didn't. I was in, more entertaining than I thought. I would rewatch this. Mm. I wouldn't rewatch Face Off, but I'd rewatch this. Like, oh, there you go. Movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The thing about it too is they throw in a lot of. I like the way they throw in a lot of like. There's a little political intrigue, like you know the whole thing with like the. It's not the Secretary. Of, is it the Secretary of Defense? It's not the Secretary of Defense. It's the. Who yeah, is who is, is who is Dean Stockwell oh, play? Secretary of State. Uh, yeah, Secretary no, of State. It was, it was it was defense. Well, defense got yeah. killed, but then Secretary of State's trying to like they're trying to like I need you to sign this so you, we can take over because there's a oh, like yeah. I love that whole like because that's exactly what would be going on. Yeah. The, 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 and that has that that's what happened when Reagan got shot. 
Alexander Haig said, okay, I'm in charge here. And the vice president's all, I thought it was me. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It has happened. When he was like, he's under duress. Like he's not able to make decisions anymore right now. He's not our president. I'm like, these are all things that I could see happening if it were to ever for some reason happen which it would never happen because i don't think when they landed when they tried to land the first time that would have been the end of this if this was real life like there would have been no more but because it's a movie they got back up in the air right it was but it was good Uh, yeah who was your favorite character who was your favorite character in the uh honestly the villain (laughs) <laughs> he was very convincing he always does but a good job he, yeah I was like I'm I don't support him but I'm invested in his character and the way he played the role was really good too. Uh, what did you think of the scene where Gary Oldman and Harrison Ford switch faces and then <laughs> <laughs> and then act like the other one yeah, yeah that would have been great <laughs> I, I would pay money to see that movie uh, John you had never seen this one no what did you think Oh, did we lose somebody? Uh, Jake, oh, no, we didn't. Jake's uh, back. Jake's back. There we go. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny that I had never seen this, but because uh, this came out right about the same time as those Jack Ryan pictures, right? A little after, mm-hmm. a little he, later. Because he had done a couple of those, right? Patriot Games. And right. And, clear, uh, clear and present danger. That's right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, to me, this felt like, uh, you know, Die Hard or... You know, Under Siege or uh, taking a Pelham one, two, three. It just kind of all, it felt mm-hmm. like I'd seen it before. And I like Harrison Ford. He's good in this. And so is everybody else. Gary Oldman's always a good villain. Um, it just kind of felt like I'd seen it before. All of it. Right. <laughs> so, and I don't know if this is before Passenger 57 or, you know, there's been plenty of those, you know. Right. Um, uh, that was probably a little later, right? Right. With Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, they've done a bunch of them, like Red Eye with uh, with Liam Neeson. There's been a bunch of these now. But mostly what I was thinking through the whole thing was Die Hard. You know, how he's got to hide. He's hiding. In the, for, like for the first half of the movie, they don't know that he's still on board. That was interesting that they, they, they think that he got loose with that escape pod, you know. Makes you wonder if there is an escape pod on Air Force One. <laughs> hey, there was one in, it, there was one in, uh, in Escape from New York as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think, that's like something out of Star Wars, an escape pod, you know. But um, I don't know. I thought that, that was interesting. That, it, Like Die Hard, they're not, they're not sure who they're up against. They're like, there's somebody else down there. And like, who is it? They think it's like a CIA guy or, you know, Secret Service. Secret Service, yeah. And it takes a while for them to figure out it's the president. That was an interesting twist. He's trying to get on the phone. He's trying to do all this stuff. But again, it all felt like Die Hard. It felt like the first Die Hard. And I thought, yeah. this is like kind of... It's just sort of like a rehash of that. It's interesting because it's the president, and it's interesting because it's Harrison Ford playing the president. But uh, and then you're thinking, yeah, what's the odds a guy that physically fit, you know, uh, is president? When's the last time we had a president that could do all that? <laughs> Maybe Obama. Did it yeah, Obama. Maybe Obama. Shoot people. That's right. It would have been Obama. Yeah, that's right. What'd I you say, Anita? I said, did it weird anyone else out that watching the president shoot people? I don't know why that made me so uncomfortable. I'll tell you what's 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 interesting about this movie is uh, John brings up a good point. They didn't really make him go full action, and he only killed when he had to. Most of the time, he yeah. was hiding or he was just shooting just to keep him from shooting back. He wasn't really he's trying. The president. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wasn't really. They didn't have him go full military. Yeah, they had him punch some people and stuff, uh, but it wasn't really. 
you know, most of it was he killed because he had to. It wasn't like he was a badass either, right? He missed also, a, he missed a lot of shots. <laughs> well, he wasn't doing as many crazy things because uh, he wanted to keep his uh, wife and uh, and his daughter safe. And I thought it was interesting that he was pretty much refusing until they had a gun right up into up to their forehead. And it's like he was really trying to like, you know, I don't want to let this guy loose. And they really got him right up against the wall. You know, it's 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 okay. It's either that or they go. And he really held out to the last possible minute. Yeah. And then that whole thing where he's marching out of the cell and you're like, ooh, ooh you know, the nail biter. Are they going to be able to recall this? <laughs> Are they going to be able to get on the phone and say, put him back in <laughs> before he gets on that transport? Right. You know? Right. Anita, so, so that I made, don't know. It, Anita brought up a point. She said that made him uncomfortable. You, you made it, uh, it, it made you uncomfortable seeing the president kill people. Sure, sure. Is that, yeah, is that true, Anita? Because yeah, what, what's yeah. his line? What, yeah, because what's his line? The Gary Oldman line is you do it. You know, you do it with the stroke of a pen, or the, you pick up a phone and do it. You know, to do it with a you know, do, yeah, it's uncomfortable to watch the president. You know, yeah, with a machine gun taking people out. It is a little weird. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I just thought that was an interesting point. I figured well, I've it's seen a very interesting point because that's not something the, and the only thing that kind of gets him around that is he's, he's, they say he has a military background, you know, right. Yeah. So that would have been like, that would have been like Eisenhower. You put Eisenhower on a plane with a bunch of terrorists. And like, well, this guy was at D-Day, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but still an old man. That's the thing. It's not too often you have a president who, that who's that young. Again, you'd have to go back to Obama or Clinton, but generally speaking, the last few presidents have not been that young, you know. That's true. That's true. Uh, uh, all right. Patrick. Welcome to my childhood. <laughs> okay. Like the past seven movies have been like staples from when I was growing up. This one included. Okay. It was a fantastic thriller. Uh, Harrison Ford <laughs> does grimy, dirty, barely surviving president better than anyone I've ever seen. Uh, he is absolutely fantastic in this movie. And the fact that everything is so underplayed with him is great. It's what makes it. I, I love this movie. This was a lot of fun. Gary Oldman is great. It's literally an all-star cast. Like yes. they cast fucking everybody. Right. It's you know what else? It's, you know what else, Patrick? It's all the people in like the situation rooms and everything. It's all the people we've seen in like The Rock and yeah, all these yeah. other movies we've watched. Yeah. It's like you know, they really brought it with all the secondary characters. It's great. It's crazy. It's it's this movie's just to the point of ridiculous where it just it kind of kisses that line sometimes and pulls back really easily. Um, it has probably one of the best villain deaths in a long time, which is Gary Oldman dying. Mm -hmm. It's such a horrible way to go. And you just, it's so satisfying when his <laughs> neck snaps. It's great because he's so menacing and he's so believable that he literally will kill everybody on that plane right. to get what he wants done. Um, watching it this time, it was kind of scary to see a lot of the parallels with today with the situation in Russia and Ukraine. Right. That it was just, there was a lot of things that kind of hit home about situationally uh, looking at it. If you had a different president in office, both when it started and, you know, where it is now, uh, how, what the situation would have been like, right? Versus yeah. you look at Harrison Ford's type of president how he would have reacted to the situation versus like, it, it, it's just a kind of a, a, a different shade of the situation what's going on right now. So that was really interesting for me. Um, I love this movie. Uh, I know it's not a perfect movie. 
a hundred percent. I know that the CGI is probably <laughs> so outdated, but it's okay. That's okay. That's not what you're watching this movie for. You're watching this movie for Harrison Ford barely surviving, right? And being a, a semi badass. That's what it is. It's right. not. He's not like a Rambo. He's not out there being Schwarzenegger. He's there being Joe Schmo, Harrison Ford, and that's fun. Uh, Schmo. I would say I would you. say the, the the biggest knock against this movie, aside from the score, which I found super intrusive this time. I don't remember it being that intrusive. And then yeah, the, I the, wasn't focused on it as the, much. I think the bad CGI was uh, the uh, like like in all the other movies we've watched. There's that extra little uh, that extra little sauce at the end where they're like, now we've got to land the plane. It's like it feels yeah. like the movie o- is over when when Gary Oldman dies. And yeah, then, yeah, definitely. And I think yeah. I agree with you there. I, I think there are parts of this movie that could probably get cut out. I it works. I, I like the way it ends. Is it necessary? No. I think if they hadn't set it up to where there was the turncoat Secret Service agent, he wouldn't have needed to worry about trying to land the plane. Right. Right, right, right. But it works. It's still it doesn't like blaringly make the movie horrible. It just makes it a little bit longer than you probably feel like you need. I just watched a thing on I think it was on like Vanity Fair or GQ uh, on YouTube where they have actors go over their most iconic roles and they sat down with Harrison Ford and uh, when they get to Air Force One, he said, um, you know, he says like he says something as I was Donald uh, Trump's favorite president. And then he said, I'm not reminding you, I'm reminding him. And it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I thought that was really funny. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, Donald Trump wishes. Am I right? Uh, I, I, I think the part that... Uh, Trump would have just let Raddick out, by the way. Yeah, I, uh, I like the fact that he is such a capable president, both on his foreign policy because that's that moment is really understated in this film but it is such a huge moment for a president to stand up in a foreign country and say hey you know what we're no longer going to be standing up or uh, not you know standing up and doing the right thing we're going to be taking steps to strive to make the world a better place and then actually following through with it is huge. Well, yeah, but see, he was apologizing for past mistakes. So people right yeah. now would say, Oh, we're the laughing stock of the world. Look, he's, right. he's kowtowing to other, to foreign interests and stuff like that. Yeah. You, you already know, I'm already bored of the response, the, the imaginary yeah. response. Right. I'm, I'm already like, Oh God, here we go. It's a different world. It's a right. different world. Also the thing I, the other thing I was thinking through this, not only is the resonance to what's going on now, I was thinking this is before 9-11. Right. Yeah. The whole thing with using the plane as a, as a weapon and, and mm-hmm. weaponizing the, uh, the crew and all that. I was thinking, geez, this is, this is years before, this is, you know, before 9-11. Right. So yeah. the way you approach, you know, the way you write one of these is different after that, you know? Sure. Sure. Uh, all right. So before we, um, before we give it our rankings, I want to hear uh, everybody's, impression of Harrison Ford saying get off my plane okay <laughs> I'm gonna start with Jake get off my plane not bad not bad that wasn't bad yeah thank you uh Anita please don't make me do Anita <laughs> 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 get off my plane <laughs> <laughs> you said that like tattoo 
from uh, Fantasy Island. John, let's hear it. Get off my plane. Not bad. That, that, was, that, was, that was good. good. That was good. Because uh, I was thinking that the director probably told him, think Clint Eastwood. Think, go ahead, make my day. Right. <laughs> if, okay, so if this had been, if the president had been Clint Eastwood or like John Wayne, this would have been a Republican's wet dream. <laughs> Yeah, it already yeah. is. Uh, uh, John, uh, Patrick, let me hear you. Uh, okay. Get off my plane. Not bad. You guys are all good. All right, let me <clears throat> let me channel my Anderson, my my inner Harrison Porter. <clears throat> Get off my plane. There we go. Ooh, Thank, you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. But you got to do that sneer, the Harrison Ford Gravelly, sneer. Gravelly, yeah. Get off That's my nice plane. Uh, he didn't used to talk that way. Well, no, I mean, you know what it is? The older he gets, it's like Clint Eastwood. The older they get, the more gravelly they get. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what I was thinking about Wolfgang Peterson? I was thinking the one, uh, we did in the line of fire, didn't we? We didn't. We did not. Because boy, that, you know, it's funny. He's done good movies. He's done so, so movies. That's the one that knocks it out of the park. And we we didn't do that one. No. We didn't do in the line of fire. No. And that was Wolfgang Peterson directing, uh, Clint Eastwood as a and John Malkovich, right? Isn't John Malkovich the villain in that? He's the bad guy and probably the best bad guy he ever played. Like truly psychotic, not cartoon psychotic like uh, Cyrus the Virus, but a real, genuine psychotic. You know, Uh, Wolfgang Peterson. If you've never seen uh, Das Boot, uh, watch it. Watch it. I want them to remake this movie with the exact same cast today. Well, they're all still alive. Harrison Ford, 80 years old, running around. Because he would be Joe Biden's age, right? So he would be running around the plane. be more realistic as far as the age range for the entire presidential staff. It would be perfect. In today's day and age, it would be insane. I'd love to see this redone. And Gary Oldman now looks like Winston Churchill. So, you know. Hey. Oh, it's even more terrifying because Gary Oldman has only gotten better after this film. I'll tell you what. Uh, Harrison Ford, I watched him in 1923. And, you know, he's not doing a lot of running around, but he can still ride horses. You know, he's, yeah. he does. So there is some mm-hmm. physical stuff. Um, but if you're not watching, by the way, if you want to see a great uh, Harrison Ford turn, watch. Uh, if you're not watching Shrinking on Apple TV, he's great in it. Really, really good. Actually doing comedy and, you know, it's the first time he hasn't looked bored since probably this movie, since <laughs> Air Force One. It's, you know, I, I, it, it's kind of, you know, the last 20 years of him have been him walking through a lot of parts and picking up a paycheck. But this one looks like he's actually uh, having fun and uh, actually very funny. Uh, okay, let's rank uh, Air Force One. Jake, what do you give it? How many stars? Uh, and is uh, Marshall a, a Democrat or Republican or independent? Mm. He's probably Republican. <laughs> <laughs> but I still give it a seven. <laughs> uh, Anita. Uh, I'm going to agree with Jake and go Republican too. And uh, I give it a six and a half. That's not bad. Yeah. Oh, Brent gave it a seven. Oh, Brent, Brent nice. likes it. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, John Sandy. I give it a six. What do you think, uh, Republican or Democrat for uh, Marshall? Oh, hell. He's sure not a 2023 Republican. Um, I think he would have been like a... Yeah, I guess, yeah, who was... Uh, I guess that would have been... Um, 
Hmm. This was Clinton era, wasn't this? Right. This came out when Clinton yeah. was president. Uh, yeah. 97. Yeah, I'll say he's an independent. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Uh, Patrick? Uh, so for the nostalgia factor for me, this is a 10. <laughs> okay. Wow. I, can, I cannot help it. Every time I watch this movie, I love it. And uh, I, I I love this movie. I, I It holds a very special place in my heart. As far as his uh, party, I think he is a Democratic moderate. He's one of those middle of the road Democrats with those Republican tendencies. Right, so you're right, right. Like stop appeasing the fucking other side. Right, and stand up for what yeah. you need to do. He gets in there. And as... He was raised by a lot of Republicans. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he doesn't quite agree with his parents on their political views, mm-hmm. and so he's more he's registered Democrat. He's a New Deal Republican. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of broke with Reagan, but he's still a Republican. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah Nixon really burned him. So <laughs> he's pissed him <laughs> Uh, all right. I'm going to go. Um, yeah, I got to go. Uh, this is a, you know, I'm, I'm a, a Harrison Ford's my guy. Um, yeah, this movie has this a lot. Like, this this mo- is prime Harrison Ford. This, Th- is this like- movie has a lot wrong with it, but a lot of what I watched it again, I remember him being much more kick-ass and, and I realized watching it again, it's like, oh no, he's hiding and you know, he's kind of, they're playing it kind of like he has to, you know, he's not going full There's some depth to it. There is. Uh, and there was a lot, of, and and this time around, I really liked all the political, st- all the side stuff. The vice president mm-hmm. was great. Glenn Close was great as the vice yeah. president, and all that stuff. I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, yeah. But uh, the score brings it down. The bad CGI, and yes, I know it's it's a product of its era, so that we really shouldn't count it as that. But I'll, I'm telling you, when it came out, the CGI was bad back then. The cast um, is then, just so good in this, too. Like it's, yeah. The casting was great. Everybody brings their A-game. Even, like, you know, Dean Stockwell and you know all the guys in the people, Glenn Close, everybody in the control room stuck. By, and then you have just William H. Macy. I think he was just off of Fargo. I don't think Fargo, they, Fargo had exploded, so I think that's why he got kind of a weird little role where he's kind of in the background until the very end. Nobody does... Nobody does a better mild-mannered than William H. Mason. Right, (laughs) right. He's been involved in the past 30 years. What? But he dies a hero in this one. Yes, he does. He dies a hero. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give you give it an eight, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna think he's some kind of. I'm gonna say he's the first independent that makes it. If we're doing an alternate yeah. history, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's definitely he's he's an aisle for sure. Right, right, right. Uh, and that's the way, and you know, that's that's the way they. I'm sure that when they were writing it, they said, you know, we can't lean too far in either direction. Right. If we want people to come see this movie, right. we're going to have to put him smack in the middle, you know. He's a bull moose Republican, like the old <laughs> Teddy. Yeah, he, Teddy. He got those Republican votes because of his uh, war history. Right, right, right. You know, but, the Democrats liked him because his foreign policy. Yeah, because he's a liberal. He's got liberal. He's probably, <laughs> he probably would have had it. He probably, this, I'm going to tell you, Jack Marshall probably had a comprehensive health care system go, working at, oh, at... I would have voted for him. I would have voted uh, Yeah. My favorite president is Jack Marshall. Uh, all right, guys. Next week... We're gonna we're, we're gonna I it's so it's so funny to talk about that kind of stuff because I'm watching it going man in this climate this is not gonna you know what they say oh you could never make that movie today this is definitely one you couldn't we're too divided now yeah would, right because post Trump you're not gonna put a you're not gonna make the president a hero you know right right <laughs> it doesn't gonna happen you know all right let's th- take a look at what's uh, next on the slate here. Um, Let's see here. One second. I apologize. Uh, I'm glad you guys liked it, though. 
like this is the movie that I watched like back. This is back to back with like Con Air, uh, Die Hard, uh, Hunt for Red October, uh, Last Castle. Like that's this is the movie. You know, I've never seen The Last Castle. Oh, Robert Redford's fantastic. Is he? Oh, is that the one with um, James Gandolfini playing the warden? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty damn good. I just saw that for the first time about two months ago. Uh, next week, uh, G- Operation Condor, Jackie Chan. Operation Condor. Ooh. Operation Condor. <laughs> You're going to love it. Good stunts in this one. Women use this props. It's fantastic. fantastic. Oh, God. It's true. Uh, all Impressive. right, guys. So for <laughs> the, what a great show. Does anybody else have anything that they wanted to throw out there? While we, right. No. Mm. No. Oh, sorry. Ooh. Uh, all right. Yeah, catch, uh, if you can, watch Shrinking. Also, uh, Poker Face is one I've been recommending. Uh, that's going to wrap up on, uh, that's on the cock, and that is going to wrap up on, I think, next week is the last episode. That's so, yeah. So jump on, jump on the cock and watch, uh, watch the, uh, watch uh, Poker Face. I almost said jump on the cock in Poker Face, and that just all those sentences together. The the cock, of course, is short for peacock. That's what we call it in this household. Or it's uh, like we like to call it the cock of the walk. Hey, cock of the walk, baby. I put my mm. leg on one at a time, but uh, when I put them on, I make gold records. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, for Jake, for John, for Patrick, for Anita, we say this transmission is now. Uh, get well soon, uh, Calais, and uh, we missed you, Justine. And uh, Brent, thanks for the tour, baby. Uh, so until next time, uh, fight the power. This transmission ends. Did I say transmission? This transmission ends now. <laughs> <laughs>